I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. It's been dubbed the great unretirement, and it's a movement that's gaining momentum. As you might guess, this is a movement of people coming out of retirement and rejoining the workforce. More than 1,000 companies, including Humana, Microsoft, Marriott International, and McDonald's have signed on to the American Association of Retired Persons Employer Pledge Program. The program demonstrates the company's commitment to recruiting and hiring experienced workers. And this may be a critical piece in helping with the current labor shortage. It's caught the attention of the World Economic Forum and many parts of the economy as companies consider the value of an older generation of people returning to work. It could have some major consequences, economically speaking. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, estimates that giving older employees greater opportunities to work and building multi-generational workforces could raise the GDP per capita by 19% over the next three decades. That is some massive growth. And in case you think this is an American phenomenon, it absolutely is not. This is not just happening in the United States. Canada, Germany, the United Kingdom, Japan, France, and Italy are all experiencing older workers on a similar upward trajectory in their countries. So it isn't just happening in the United States, And it isn't a new trend. In 2019, four years ago, the U.S. Census Bureau reported that in the past 20 years ago, Americans working into their 70s had risen from less than 10% to nearly 15%. And more recently, the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that the worker participation rate for those who are 65 to 74 years old is 25.8%. So a quarter of the people who are 65 to 74 years old are part of the labor market in some capacity now. And that percentage is expected to grow to 30.7% by 2031. That's just eight years from now. Now, as you'll soon understand, the rehiring of older workers can be a critical piece of addressing the labor shortage and one that your company might want to take an active role in. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk about the labor shortage. In fact, the continued labor shortage is one of my top predictions for 2023 and probably beyond. From lower birth rates to younger people taking longer to finish their education to a plethora of other reasons, the tight labor market is here to stay for the foreseeable future. And that means we need more workers than ever. Now, not every retiree is going to come out of retirement and jump at the chance to be your new coworker. But it is important to note that the idealistic vision of retirement being a permanent vacation is hardly realistic. 
And so the decision for someone to come out of retirement and return to work can be influenced by a variety of reasons, personal reasons, financial reasons, and lifestyle factors. So let's cover a few of the top reasons why older individuals may choose to re-enter the workforce. The first and perhaps most obvious one is financial security. One of the primary motivators for older individuals to return to work is financial stability. Retirement savings have taken a big hit for some, and when you combine that with the recent high inflation, well, it all adds up to a rising cost of living. And in addition, there are healthcare expenses and unexpected financial setbacks that can have an economic negative impact on older adults. Working part-time or in a flexible role can provide additional income to support their retirement lifestyle and ease financial concerns. And that could be full-time or part-time. A second reason is social engagement. Work often provides a sense of purpose and social interaction, and many retirees miss the camaraderie of the workplace. They miss the daily routines, and they miss feeling part of a team. So returning to work can help combat feelings of isolation and loneliness that some retirees experience. A third reason is for mental stimulation. People are generally living longer and staying healthy longer, and that means that they may still have a sharp mind that they want to keep sharp. Staying mentally active is essential for cognitive health, and work can provide that intellectual challenge. It can provide problem-solving opportunities and continuous opportunities for learning and training, all of which contribute to a mental stimulation and cognitive well-being. The fourth reason is passion and interests. Retirees often have passions or interests that they didn't have time to pursue during their working years, or they're interested in a different field that's maybe adjacent to the field that they used to work in, or perhaps different altogether. So returning to work in a different field or as a consultant in their area of expertise allows them to follow their passions while still earning some income. The American Association of Retired Persons, AARP, in a recent study shows that 94% of returning retirees are looking to grow their skills and learn new things on the job. So they're hoping for opportunities for training, whether that's on-the-job training or more traditional training. And related to this idea is the desire to contribute. Many older individuals want to continue contributing to society and to their communities, and returning to work allows them to share their knowledge, share their skills and their experience with others, whether that's through mentoring, consulting, volunteering, a part-time job, or a full-time role. I must also add, though, it's important to acknowledge that the decision to return to work in retirement is highly individualized. What motivates one person may not apply to another. And additionally, the availability of job opportunities, workplace flexibility, and the individual's skills and health also play a significant role in their decision whether or not to come back to work. For some, returning to work is a choice that enhances their retirement experience, and while for others, it may be needed for financial security. Now, if you happened to see Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway in the film The Intern, in which Anne Hathaway benefits tremendously being under the indirect tutelage of De Niro, who actually plays a 70-year-old widower who is bored in retirement and in widowerdom, if that's a word, and he takes a role as an intern for Hathaway, the leader of an online fashion website. In a very predictable role reversal, Hathaway learns far more from him, especially about work-life balance and making her life work 
And to be fair, De Niro's character also learns some new skills on the job, including technical skills and skills about the fashion industry. Of course, hilarity and life lessons commingle, and the film ends fairly predictably, spoiler alert, with Hathaway's character pulling her family back together because it was a total mess because she was working way too much. So she learned some valuable life lessons from De Niro, and he learns a few things from her as the unconventional senior citizen intern. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. But it isn't just happening in the movies. In the real world, we have some examples as well. Deloitte being one of the top. Deloitte, which is one of the world's largest consulting firms, has implemented a boomerang program. That's what a lot of these programs are called when perhaps even one of their own employees leaves, whether for retirement or other reasons, and then boomerangs back, comes back at some point in the future. And at Deloitte, they call their program Encore. And the Encore program encourages former employees, including retirees, to return to the firm. These experienced professionals are often hired as consultants or advisors, and they get the opportunity to leverage their deep industry knowledge and help out other workers along the way. Deloitte's Encore program offers former employees who've had a break of six or more months a paid six-month internship program with coaching and mentoring. Goldman Sachs, who were the original organization to coin the term returnship, has a program specifically for people who have been out of the workplace for two years or more. Goldman Sachs returnship is designed for professionals looking to restart their careers after that extended absence from the workforce. Now, they don't exclusively recruit those in retirement, but they also include others who've stepped away from their career track for a while as well. And they offer paid six-month opportunities across a variety of divisions. So being in the returnship program is designed to strengthen technical skills, provide access to professional development, and allow those stepping back into the workforce a chance to explore opportunities that are available at Goldman Sachs. Path Forward and iRelaunch are both organizations that help people restart careers across a broad range of industries, not just a single company like the Deloitte program or the Goldman Sachs program. And their programs, like Goldman Sachs programs, are not just for older people. They help anyone who wants to return to the workforce after a gap, and they help them get their skills sharp and be ready to take on the re-entry process and be successful upon re-entry. Because it's not just people who have retired who are coming back. It could be somebody who stepped away from their career path to raise children or care for elderly parents or others that they may need to give care for and are now stepping back into that career track. And the world of work has changed so dramatically since they were in the workforce. So these programs are of the utmost help 
in folks who are re-entering the workforce. So Path Forward has helped the likes of Apple, PayPal, and Oracle find returning workers. And iRelaunch has helped the likes of Wells Fargo, PepsiCo, IBM, and Dell. And of course, both of these organizations, Path Forward and iRelaunch, have helped lots and lots of other companies too, both big and small. Now, if this idea of recruiting older workers has some appeal to you and you think this might be a strategy that would be useful in your company, I have a few tips for you. You might have guessed that I would have a few tips for you. The first one is get an executive champion to stand behind this program. This isn't something that can just be pulled off as a grassroots effort. Your grassroots effort are certainly lauded and part of the equation, but having an executive champion who can really go to bat for this program and be either part of the senior leadership team themselves or just one layer lower than the senior leadership team who can really make a business case for it is critical in terms of getting the program off the ground. Secondly, give the program a name and create a special landing page on your company's website that talks about it and explains who's eligible, what the program is like, and has a link for people to peruse openings and a process for applying for those openings. A third tip is to consider a gradual retirement program where people drop back to part-time rather than retiring altogether. It keeps knowledge inside the company and it can ease the transition from full-time work to retirement for the participants. A fourth tip, if your company doesn't already do this, build out your alumni network. Alumni are the people who used to work for your company who are still generally in your orbit. So if you've got people who've worked for you in the past and left on good terms, they can be valuable assets, either returning full-time or part-time or even on a project-by-project basis. Tip number five, call these roles fellows, returners, relaunchers, something that is catchy and memorable. This makes a big difference in terms of optics, and it increases the odds that these folks are treated as valuable members of the team. Again, if you're familiar with the film The Intern, Robert De Niro's character was not given much respect when he first came into the organization. So don't call them interns. Um, And then number six, finally, and perhaps most importantly, keep age discrimination in check. Age discrimination is alive and well in many companies. Data from an AARP survey says that 78% of older workers claim to have seen or experienced age discrimination in the workplace. That's the highest level that they've seen since they started tracking this data 20 years ago. So there you have it. A significant number of older workers coming out of retirement for a variety of reasons sometimes through formal programs, sometimes on their own. If you're interested in capitalizing on this phenomena for your own company, you've got some tips and strategies. But wait, there's more. As a bonus, if you are a returning retiree or you work with one, there is definitely an extra silver lining. The Pew Research Center notes in a recent study that older workers are some of the happiest employees in the workforce and the most satisfied as well, with a full two 
two-thirds of older workers reporting that they were extremely or very fulfilled in their work. They are also the least stressed and the least overwhelmed. Plus, most often they have a good work ethic, they have experience, either in the field or in a different field, both of which bring an additional dimension to the job, and they're likely to see the big picture more readily because of their lived experience. That is a pretty darn good package overall. And who doesn't want that? So whether it's your employee, your coworker, or yourself, this is a profile of an employee that any of us would want to be around. Now, in full disclosure, an older worker helped me with this podcast episode. I have a part-time employee, well, a few of them, but I have a part-time employee called Jenny. We'll call her Jenny. Well, because that's her real name. Jenny came out of retirement and began working for me at the beginning of 2023, at the beginning of this year. She embodies all the benefits that I just described. She embodies those to me and my company, and I am delighted to have her on board. Now, do you have a story about hiring an older worker? Or perhaps you are one and you've come out of retirement, either full-time or part-time. Hit me up on social media or drop me an email and tell me your story. I think this is a trend that's here to stay for the foreseeable future and we'll continue to cover it on the podcast as it evolves. Remember, the future of work is not only about technology, it's about the values we uphold, the communities we build, and the sustainable growth that we strive for. We need to keep exploring, keep innovating, and keep envisioning the remarkable possibilities that lie ahead. As always, stay curious. Stay informed and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday for another insightful exploration of the trends shaping our professional world. Until then, be well, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.